0: Life, hasn't always followed the normal path we will take you on this journey into spiritual practices and holistic therapies outside the norm my mission is to demystify these powerful ancient tools for transformation through intimate conversations with masters healers and teachers we will confront the myths and the rumors about the woo practices so we can break through to genuine understanding and authentic engagement so glad you have joined us now let's go into the woo Hello, and welcome to Into the Woo podcast, where we go deeper into the alternative things out there in the world. Uh, Today, we have a very special guest, one of my favorite people, uh, Marlene Mendez. She is a modern day shaman. So I never thought I would just finally meet a shaman, but (laughs) she came into my life. She also does chakra healing energy. She's a Reiki master and a newly Certified yoga teacher. Congratulations on getting through your teacher training thank and you. she, she helps women break through blocks so that they can lead their best lives. So Marlene, thank you. Thank you for coming and Tell thank us you.
1: a little more about you Jamie, thank you so much for having me and it's just really a pleasure to do this. I was so looking forward to doing this with you um, Thanks for having me um, like you said, my name is Marlene and it's Menendez. Um, So um, I am a modern day shaman um, amongst other things. (laughs) I have a very eclectic background and always, you know, found myself to be a seeker. So um, a little bit about me and how I got here. I would say there's, two pivotal moments in my journey. It's, it was a very long journey and I think it goes back to childhood, you know, as far as I can remember. Um, and I'm a Cuban American raised in Miami, Florida. So went to private school, Catholic private school all my life. And (laughs) not your typical shaman. (laughs) Yeah. You know, my, my journey in spirituality has taken turns and twists and deviations. And um, and I found myself really changing and really finding myself and, and a little bit about who I am when I became a licensed massage therapist. I would say introducing massage into my life really opened the doors and was like, wow, there's other people like me out there. <laughs> you know, like they really want to know and it's okay to like learn about these things. So it really opened the door and gave me that green light to explore that side of me and work with energetics and look at the human body as a whole and more holistically made up of many parts that work together as opposed to all these separate parts. So I really started embracing that concept and really exploring energy medicine and, you know, it led me to so many things and so many modalities that I learned and it really, really opened me up. And, um, I became a Reiki master. Um, I started really tapping into the energetic anatomy and just learning that whole aspect of what I do. And I would say that after a little while after that, um I I got married um and I had my son and I would say that motherhood was the next pivotal moment that really changed everything. And it changed it because my perspective changed so quickly when I had my son. Started getting into a slump, I, I have to say it was really a, a dose of and kind of you know, not knowing where I was, what I was going to do next. And I, I have to say motherhood was an experience for me that although I love my son to death, I I had a hard time adapting to being a mother and I didn't have the baby blues or anything. I I just was in this space where I was in denial of what was happening.
0: (laughs) And And I think um, that so many mothers are in that space. But it's just not talked about enough.
1: Well, it's very silent because that's not what we're supposed to be feeling, you know? And I found myself to be a single parent very early on in Sebastian's life. So that really um, made me sit with myself and, and, and explore what being a mother is. And of course, I tried to mimic my mother, you know, and what she did with me. And that was the wrong wrong thing to do (laughs) so that kind of like threw me into a slump you know and and I really had this crisis this existential crisis of like who am I how do I want to express myself in womanhood and how do I want to express myself in motherhood and you know I started tapping into the spiritual community here in Miami and going to meditation groups and starting to get out there out of hiding and meeting other people, you know, and I'm like, I found them before when I was doing massage. I know they're out there. (laughs) I will track them down. Yes, you know, if I have to, all by myself. And that's exactly what I did. I I started, you know, taking leaps and taking risks and, and and tapping into the things that have always interested me. And I and I've always wanted to explore and I knew that I had these gifts inside of me. So, um, so I, st- I met the most amazing people. When you put yourself out there, you know, and you declare something to the universe that you want to heal, they put the-, the universe will certainly put the right people in your path. And that's what happened to me. And that's what led me to my um, apprenticeship with Lynn Andrews for four years in shamanism, which just blew the doors open to everything that I was seeking. And um, working with the sisterhood of the shields, and and really inviting that femininity back into my life, and working with that aspect of myself, and really awakening that fire inside of me, and knowing that self-love is really the only way, you know, to really express love and to really express who you are. So I I dove in headfirst into the fire, um, like everything I do. <laughs> And um, you know, since then I've just um I've I've had the opportunity to work with so many teachers and really learn energetics from uh you know different perspectives and different beliefs and different cultures you know, working with chakras and um you know, like you mentioned, becoming certified in yoga and really getting that whole background and that philosophy. And um I just I use all these tools that have been gifted to me and I have come up with my own cocktail of healing <laughs> and working with women to, to really know that that that's available to us, you know, that chance to know who you are in this life, you know, and to really explore that person that you are. And if I could be an instrument of that in any way, that's, that's what I'm here to do.
0: That's so good. And the work that you do is so important. So let's rewind a little bit. So, you have your son, you are seeking. What was the first like, step in the right direction? Where, where'd you go? What'd you find out? What'd you see?
1: Well, um, one day I was, I, like I said, I joined all these meditation groups and I met one of my mentors, um, Denise Walkingbird, And um, she was studying with Lynn about 15 years prior to when I met her. And she introduced me to her work. Lynn Andrews wrote twenty books about her experience with, um, in her apprenticeship with the Sisterhood of the Shields, mm-hmm. and these are forty-four women all across the world in this dimension and in other dimensions, where we, you know, weave the patterns and we weave the fibers of the earth to maintain a grid and to hold Mother Earth together. So that she's sustainable for generations and generations to come. And through this work that I was exposed to, I started reading Lynn's books. And I came to Jaguar Woman, which I think it's her second or third book. Sorry, Lynn, I I don't remember, but (laughs) I think it's the second. (laughs) And in this book. Um, there was a chapter um, that really resonated with me. I was going through a really hard time, like I said, in motherhood, and I didn't know which way to go. All I knew is that I was sad and I was not feeling good. And reading this book, I came to a chapter where she spoke about the different aspects of what a woman is. You know, you could be a nurturing woman. You could be an artistic woman. You could be a nurse. You could be a healer. You could be all these aspects in service of what a feminine you know, aspect is. So I, I read this chapter and she was saying how some of us are not the cornerstone of society. We are not what society has depicted for us women to be, you know, to, to fill this mold of having dinner in the table by seven o'clock and knowing exactly what's going on with all your children and keeping a perfectly happy husband in the meantime, and really just being satisfied with the status quo of this big old family that you're responsible for, which is wonderful. And we need that energy on earth as well. But there's just some of us that don't fit that mold. Some of us are like, Serving pasta three times a week, um, (laughs) getting caught up on a painting and forgetting that it's dinner time, um, and just kind of being more um, shooting from the hip, um, more concerned about inspiring our children and inspiring those around us, as opposed to feeding them at the right time. Mm -hmm. So... When I read that chapter, I just broke open like a coconut. I mean, it was just all over the place. The tears just could not stop streaming from my eyes. And I just felt like, oh my God, there's others. There's, there are women that know this and it's okay. It's not the example I had growing up. You kept it together. You were the rock, you know? And I tried that. And it didn't work. (laughs) So I signed up to Lynn's Mystery School (laughs) instead.
0: Okay, so for all of the people out there that don't know what how one becomes a shaman, what this entails, like what is mystery school? I think that we have this idea of shamanism that you would have to like grow up in the middle of the Amazon and like be born into it. But it's not the case. So what is mystery school?
1: Okay. So yeah. And there are paths that are still happening where people are growing up in the jungle or going to the jungle and studying with these shamans and, and doing, you know, um, learning their customs and rituals. But for the modern day woman, you know, living in a Western world, you know, um, holding a job, You know, um, punching in nine to five and wanting more out of life. There is an opportunity to study these mysteries in a way that's feasible. And mystery school, the way Lynn has set up this mystery school, is that you know you're you're basically going to a virtual school with mentors all over the world, and you're studying the teachings of the sisterhood that have been imparted to these 44 women that I mentioned. And they passed it on to Lynn, which then Lynn passed on to so many women now throughout the years. So it's, you know, we meet twice a year in uh, somewhere in, you know, uh, New Mexico or or Arizona over there in the West Coast. And then we also meet in Los Angeles also for like, you know, wrapping up the year and, and meeting all these women that you've been talking to on the phone for so long and the whole year and, tr- and transforming and then and sharing. And we all get to kind of get together and solidify that in a ceremonial way. And then it, the school is for four years and you're an apprentice for four years and you really get to explore all these things about yourself. It's really, for me personally, it was a journey of self-discovery. It was a chance for me to really take this desire of going inward and really committing to it and exploring all these aspects of myself, whether they be light or dark and embracing myself as a whole. And just doing this in groups with other powerful women who are heart-centered and like-minded and just willing to support each other. You know, that aspect of community and sisterhood really made all the difference for me in my life.
0: Oh, yeah. It's so important. And I think that the community aspect of it is probably what we are missing the most in modern day life. And so like to be able to add that into your life, I could see how you can just get so much from it. So after your four years of Hello, doggy. it's okay no worries see this is real life yes This is, this how, is how real how life, life goes
1: this is how things go down <laughs> yes so
0: with that community what do you feel like is the greatest thing that
1: you've learned with the community with lynn um the the best thing that i learned is to walk with fear It it takes all of you and it takes courage to really walk through this path and to declare to the universe that you really want to heal and you, you really want to be your true authentic self. So that was the main thing that I learned, that I'm going to walk this journey with fear right by my side. It's always going to be in the passenger seat. It's always going to be there in all my important decisions and everything I'm afraid to do, but have to do. (laughs) And becoming friends with that fear was probably the most important part of what I've learned to know that I can, can work with that aspect of myself and really face it and, and kind of make fear an ally as opposed to an enemy. Yeah. And embracing that darkness within me and doing that shadow work, I think, was the most important part of what I did with Lynn. So good.
0: It's you. amazing how we run away from the shadow work when sometimes it's the most interesting part. Yeah. Um, like we think of darkness as something we don't want to go towards, right? Mm-hmm. But that the darkness is kind of the really interesting stuff.
1: Absolutely. It's where the gems are. It's where you're going to get all of that opportunity to really heal. If things are just going smooth, we rarely stop to think what the hell is going on. You know, like we really, you know, if everything is perfect. Who needs to stop and think, you know? Mm-hmm. So I find that in that adversity is where you really grow and you really change, you know? And I, I, I encourage everyone to step into that shadow work. You know, it's, it's the scary stuff because that's what we've been conditioned to, to believe, to, to walk away from that, to not look. You know, let something else, let something higher than ourselves take care of that. Well, yeah. that's not gonna work. And if, <laughs> and, if, and if we don't have examples all around us, then I don't know where to look. <laughs> There's nowhere to look. There's nowhere to look. So it's really in stopping and, and, and confronting that stuff where you yeah. really start to change and transform and morph, you know, and really having the courage to, to, to find support when you do that. You yes. know, Ask for help. Yes. Definitely.
0: <laughs> and I think as women, that is our hardest thing to do is just to ask for help.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't, it hasn't been available for us for so long, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, So I, the, one of the things I love about you is that you've, you have not just studied one modality. You've studied, you know, they are all sort of interconnected, but not really. I mean, they're, they're all their own thing. And so what's the underlying theme for you?
1: The healing, the growth, what's your... I think it's the transformation. Mm. I try to take the the things that have transformed me the best and and hold on to those and then kind of appreciate and let go of the ones that maybe work for others, you know? Mm -hmm. So in... You know, in my approach, I've been very universalist about it because I'm kind of like, oh, I like that. Okay. And, you know, like I said, I have a Cuban background too. So there's been customs and and things that come from that aspect of me that I'm like, oh, that works. Okay. That worked for me. That made me feel better. So um, within this journey, I found that it's okay. There are no rules. I can totally use the best of what I've learned and chuck the rest and apply those things, whether they come from one tradition or another. Although I do respect in a certain level, you know, where things came from. And I try to honor my teachers every step of the way, Oh yeah, um, you know, and keep, and keep things clear and, and informative and, and educate people. But why not? Why not take everything you've learned and, and use that to express yourself, you know? Well, and also how often the themes are similar. They're just expressed slightly differently. Yeah. All paths lead to the same place to source, you know, yes. and um, why not have all these things in your toolbox so that you're prepared to meet anyone from any background and respect where they come from, even when we're working on energy or spirituality or opening up. You know, like I love shamanism and the practices that I apply because it's not about religion. It's not about who you believe in. It's about that you believe in something higher, whatever you want to call that. That's not really my bag. That's not my concern. It's about believing in that and taking that leap of faith and working on yourself and really co-creating with that source that you call your highest good or your you know highest vibration and co-creating and making your best life right here on earth why not yeah you know why wait to the afterlife that's going to be an awesome party but why not (laughs) why not make the journey there you know the best you can exactly we all just need
0: a little more of this in our lives just a little bit that's
1: it that's it that is it
0: Make it all the best that you can. It's so good. Um, So when you're working, what modalities do you use the most?
1: Um, I really like sound. Mm -hmm. Um, Sound, I think vibration really, really works well. Um, I really like, you know, just uh, talking. You know, I feel that conversation is, you know, expression and conversation can be really powerful and having a good conversation at the right time in somebody's life can just change their perspective slightly and really make all the difference. You know, um, I like, um, you know, meditation, you know, and helping people find, you know, find a way to meditate and take all the woo out of it. (laughs) You know, it's like two minutes, five minutes. It doesn't matter. Guided, not guided. It's the point that you show up for yourself for that time. You know,
0: what do you think people's biggest resistance to meditation is? I think just stopping,
1: (laughs) just like stopping and being with themselves. People are a little bit of scared of being with themselves because the mind, you know, starts up and the, you know, the cheetah and the chatter starts, and yeah. they don't know that there's a way through that. They just don't know it yet. So they're like, oh, we're going to do that. <laughs> so I think it's that. They have a resistance of sitting with themselves.
0: Yeah, there's a, I'm trying to think of the book. I think it's in the Brendan Burchard, uh, High Performance Habits, that the thing that is not, it's not the thing that's hard. It's. Oh no, it's not. It's from the war of art. Um, It's not the thing that's hard. It's stopping what you're doing and going over to do the thing, right? So like Mm -hmm. if you're supposed to be, if you would like to be writing, it's not hard. Once you actually are writing, it's fine. Or once you want to meditate, once you're there, once you're on the mat, it's okay. But it's the stopping what you're doing and
1: sliding. into it. It's like the redirecting, you know? Yes. You know, once like, well, think about it. If a wheel is turning high speed in one direction for a long time, it takes a lot of energy to stop that wheel and get it to go in the other direction. So, so, you know, it's a great segue to compassion. It's like, we need to learn to have compassion with ourselves through this process, you know, to just find help, find people to support you, you know, know that you don't have to do it by yourself you know, and just, you know, having that, I don't know, I guess it's courage and, and, and willingness, right? Yeah. So if you could
0: teach the people one thing to make your life just a little bit better, what would you teach them?
1: I would say um, that it's important to find community, like, Find people around you that you feel that you resonate with, because if you're constantly around people that you don't jive with and you don't vibe with, then there's more of that internalization of who you are. You're hiding more, you know. So if you need to start somewhere, start with the with the people around you.
0: So community building is so important. So when you are doing your work, what how do you do what you do? Like, what is the experience like?
1: Okay. Um, it's interesting because that's also, it was a learning curve for me too, <laughs> you know? Um, I was like, how do I, you know, put this all together? So, and the way it happens to me is I'm a seer and I, I see things. Um, I don't necessarily dream them, but I do like pictures consultation with them hold Uh, on wait 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 stop let's do it again connect with them so whether I use Tarot or whether I use um, the information that I need that gives me all right, hold on. What this person needs from me. I hope that made sense.
0: But I lost you completely, so we're gonna do it again. Oh, okay. It was like, all right, all right, all right. Okay, internet gods.
1: Please. We need you right now.
0: Yes. Stop fucking with us. <laughs> <laughs> a few, Please. Minutes. Please. A few minutes. Please. All we need is a few minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing you, you stopped the recording, right? No, it's still recording, but I'll just edit it out. Okay. Cause I'm going to make sure that that dog thing doesn't happen again.
0: All right. Go put that dog where it needs to go.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So community is so, so important. And I love all the work that you do, but let's explain to everyone else, like how you do the work that you do. What does it look like?
1: Yeah. And it's an interesting process, even for me, you know, uh, (laughs) it took a while to come to like get my, my way of doing things and realizing how I do it. Um, but I'm a seer and you know, when I, when I come into contact with somebody, you know, um, and I have a consultation, I usually have a consultation to determine what this client needs. So um, the way I get the information, the way it's channeled to me is I get visions, you know, um, I start seeing things in pictures. So I usually, you know, I'm a fan of astrology. I've always been a student of astrology, a student of Tarot. So I do use the tarot to help me channel the information that I need. Um, that's one of my favorite ways of doing things. And then once we determine what's going on with that person, then I can use any of the modalities that we spoke about, like sound or, you know, energy, Reiki, um, chakra balancing, things like that. So, um, I'll usually use Tarot or I could just have a conversation with somebody. We can just chat for a little bit and I will start getting like channeled information. I'll start getting pictures and I'll start, I don't want to say hearing because I don't hear a voice, but I start hearing messages or seeing messages Mm -hmm. um, and what this person needs. I also can like see um, auras a little. So If there's a crack in the aura or if there's something that's bundled up somewhere in the energetic field in like the subtle bodies of the energy, I can usually pick up a certain blockage or a certain chakra that may be over-functioning or under-functioning and and determine based on what the client is telling me where to work and what to use to achieve, you know, what they want from the session to help them come to terms with what they want to do.
0: Oh, it's so good. Um, Do you offer workshops as well?
1: Yes, um, I offer workshops a few times a year. I try to come together because like we were talking community is so important to me. So giving the women in this community an opportunity like to do things in ceremony and to get together and gather is very important to me. So I try to have workshops based around certain things I learned in shamanism as shamans and working with Lynn, we use sacred art to transform our emotions or um, any kind of issues or traumas that we need to work through. So we you know, paint and we use things from the earth that we gather from the earth, uh, sticks, rocks, stones, Um, And we create sacred art in forms of dolls or masks or um, fetishes, Um, you know, they get as elaborate or as simple as you want them. It's really not about what the piece looks like. It's about your transformation and what you've worked through in creating it. So I love to bring that aspect of Lynn's work to the community, you know, and help women look at themselves as creative beings. Like, you know, we, you know, in our society, we really lack realizing that we're all creative. We all have that aspect inside of us. We all, you know, working with Lynn, I had never picked up a brush in my life i i, I was like i would tell it's funny because my partner's like you used to say you're not creative and now the house is like full of all my, my art and it was through this work where i found that creative spark and i i was like let me let me see if i can do this you know and um i love to see that in women to really wake that up and have them create something that they can now touch it's a physical manifestation of their prayers of their intentions they can put it somewhere in their house they can burn it they can offer a candle to it they can you know display it for everyone to see or keep it real private it doesn't matter the way you you work with it the point is you got that out of you and now you know you it's a source of power you know it's yeah. something that you've made and so. we've
0: lost so much creativity. It's so, oh, wow. it's always amazing how when you tap into your creativity, even if you don't feel like you're creative, I don't feel like I am a particularly, I don't draw pretty well. I have very messy handwriting. I don't, it's not something that I gravitate towards, but then as soon as I start doing it, it's like, you feel like a kid immediately, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. such a good feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we lack that too, you know? Through creativity, we, we have that sense of wonder of what being a kid used to feel like. And just recently, I heard someone say that wonder is the best anti-ager, you know, Ooh, because- Oh, so good. Right? And it's so true because if you live with that spirit and that sense of childlike wonder, you really, really, I, I feel slowed down the process, you know, at (laughs) least, at least the way it feels inside, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. (laughs) So, so yeah, it's, it's fun and it's, and it's really great work. So I try to have a few workshops and, and bring these teachings to, to our community. It's such
0: good work. So where do you hang out most? Instagram, Facebook? Where
1: can we find you? Um, Instagram is a great place to find me. I'm uh, Miss Marlene Menendez in Instagram and Facebook. I have too. I, I keep pretty active on both of those. Those are probably the best platforms to find me. And it's just my name in Facebook, Marlene Menendez.
0: Perfect. We will link it into the show notes as well. So my final question to you is, as it is to everyone, what are you doing next that
1: scares you? Ah, what am I doing next that scares (laughs) me? Now fear is my friend. You heard that part, right? (laughs) Yes. Hey, this is an easy one for you then. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that doesn't get any easier. I wish I had that. For everyone. I wish I had that bit of information for everyone, but fear is pretty steady and um, it gets easier in the way you handle it. So the next thing that I wanted to do that scares me is that I really, you know, and as I was exploring my intentions and my themes for 2019, the word service really, really was the top theme, you know, and I really want to be of service this year. And that, that's a selfless act. And, and, you know, it's not the easiest thing to do. And I have to say that putting myself out there in service, you know, um, with all these projects I have, like, I really want to write more and put myself out there in a vulnerable way. So I would say that the next thing that scares me is I coming into that full power of service. And being available to anyone that needs me, and coming out in that real authentic way to not only my friends and families and those closest to me, but kind of in a big grand scale way, this is the year that I feel that I'm going to really solidify how I'm going to be of service to my community, to the women in my community and to, to the planet. I mean, ultimately, to mother earth and and all the beautiful blessings we have every single day so i just want to be a part of that in a real in a real way this year you know?
0: well you are definitely on the right path for that thank you thank for you. all that you do in our community and then very soon out all in the whole world oh, um you Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to talk to
1: you and we will talk again soon. Yes, Jamie. And I just want to say thank you for doing this and, and really um, letting the women in our community and the people in our community have a chance to like bring this forth and see, you know, and, and give other people that don't know about this kind of uh, culture and this kind of way of healing get a chance to, to really tap into it and see that it's real simple and, and, and just available. So I'm really grateful for this show. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye.